Well, welcome to The Raw Roast, where we have real conversation about faith and life over a good cup of coffee. My name is Ben Tyvel, and I'm your host for this week. And today I'm excited to welcome an old friend of mine and just an all-around really good guy, Jeff Zog. Jeff, thanks for being on the show with us today. Super grateful to join you, Ben. Thanks so much. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I, now, I have to admit, I've always admired you uh, in, in the way that, well, I've admired you for a lot of reasons, but one of the things I've always admired about you, Jeff, is that you seem to just go after God's call on your life with, with a passion and a zeal that I, I don't get to always see. Uh, you know, from, from men and women around me. And so that's always been inspiring for me. It's always been something I've looked up to. And so it's just a privilege to get a chance to sit down uh, with you today and get to know you a little bit better and also get to hear about the, the cool things that God is doing uh, th- through you, your family, and uh, in this ministry that he's, that he's given you, um, right? In the last couple of years, you've kind of gone out on your own. That's right. Yep. Uh, you were you were pastoring at substance for quite a while. And so this, this last year you've, or or these last few years, you've um, started a really cool organization called dad awesome. And so I I do want to get there eventually, but um, so that you could share your heart around that, what God's doing. But I first wanted to um, just hear a little bit about uh, who, who you are. Sure. And so your listener, so our listeners get a chance to uh, hear about you, your family and how you, got to this place yeah. of leading dad awesome. Absolutely. Well, yeah. and I feel like I am family with the Calvary Church family because back in 2000, this was my church. I had a mentor say, hey, when you go to college, so I was at Bethel, I was the last class that it was Bethel College before yeah. Bethel University. Okay. And he's like, early, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He yeah. said, don't church hop. He's like, it's easy for college students just to just attend this church, that church. So I plugged right in. I led worship here at Calvary in the early 2000s. I led in the junior high ministry. I coached a co-ed junior high basketball nice. team here. I remember sitting in a uh, strategy strategy prayer meeting where I was the only college student um, exploring the addition of your White Bear Lake campus. So this is you know, yeah, 15, no, so maybe 17 years ago. So I feel like I am family. I'm, I'm grateful for the ministry that you guys, uh, all the aspects of your church, mm-hmm. but this podcast and the tool to reach, um, to reach, you know, more, more people are reaching deeper, different ways. So, so to introduce myself from Northern Wisconsin, studied business at Bethel, met my wife, Michelle at, at, at Bethel university and, uh, went off into, uh, several different roles, but uh, basically at a high level, I'm a dad of four daughters and uh, I had the That's privilege, awesome. yeah, huge privilege. They're eight yeah. years old as the oldest through the youngest is six months. So there's lots of passion. You mentioned my passion kind of running yeah. after things. Well, there's a lot of passion at times that passion looks like strong emotions in the Zog household. Uh, but we, we're grateful. <laughs> uh, we've, we've chased um, what we see is God's given us, Hey, here's the next step in front of you. And that next step has been in the area of business, been in the area of ministry and leadership, was in the area of pastoring a kid's ministry. But what I saw is uh, fatherhood, this this lack of tools and resources to help dads be intentional dads. So that led to a year ago, jumping into Dad Awesome full-time and uh, in this this uh, initiative called Fathers for the Fatherless. So so that's the chapter we're at right now is uh, yeah, we live here in the Twin Cities and uh, we're about to hop into a 37-foot-long RV and do our first RV tour with Dad Awesome <laughs> to expand some of our ministry nice. into other areas of the 
country. <laughs> Your first RV tour. So there's going to be more to come. It well, sounds like we it was the first of many. We borrowed actually uh, an RV. We did another tour for three and a half weeks. We did 4,700 miles, 16 states. And that was for a few of wow. these uh, fathers for the fatherless bike ride. So we did a trial trip and this is our first one. That's our, uh, you know, we own the RV now. We're going okay. a little longer term, several months this okay. time. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jeff, so dad, awesome yep. is, is the ministry or is the organization, That's right? right. Yep. Uh, do you want to just talk a little bit more about what is the mission? What yeah. is your vision for, for this ministry? Yeah. So I was asked, uh, a friend said, how are you being intentional about being a dad? This is when my oldest was like three years old. And I looked at him and I, I, I actually didn't have a strong answer. I was like, and if you look at the portfolio of mentoring, right? Not that mm-hmm. we have a portfolio, but the areas of mentorship, whether it's books we read, podcasts we listen to, um, the, the mentorship conversations, the small groups I've been a part of, uh, the conferences I've gone to. I couldn't say that fatherhood was in any of those, mm-hmm. in any of that sphere. Um, maybe marriage, maybe business, entrepreneurism, uh, leadership, these other areas I was trying to actively grow in. But fatherhood, I was just kind of taking steps forward one step at a time, trying to learn a little bit, but wasn't that intentional. So I went looking for resources after yeah. my friend encouraged me. And I actually didn't find much. And as I asked my friends, they weren't, they, they, they weren't necessarily recommending, hey, you should check this book out or check this out. So I, I decided as an experiment to record 10 episodes of a podcast. It was just on YouTube at the time. And it was just, it was really unpacking some of our values as a family and how that could intersect with intentional fatherhood with my, with my daughters. And after I was done with that, I was sick of my own voice after 10 episodes and I just started interviewing other people. So dad awesome started from a place of saying, how do we help dads be more intentional? Uh, An early challenge was how do we help dads encourage dads and challenge them to double down on fatherhood. And we looked at the compounded nature. If you spend twice as much time with your kids over the course of those 18 years that they're at home, if a two hour per day, dad went to a four hour per day, dad, it's an extra 17,000 hours that you have with your kids over those years. So, so that's just an example of, of like, we want, we just want to encourage cheerlead. I see myself as a cheerleader now mm. for, for dads to say, this is important to me. And I know that even though other things have short-term returns, you can see the practical, tangible effects. If you put more time in the weight room, or if you put more time yeah. into work or put more time into house projects, um, but the long-term our kids, we know this, will come back and thank us so many times over if we put more focus on, yeah. on being a loving father. So so that's where it started, is just intentional fatherhood, and it's grown from there. Yeah, that's that's awesome. When, when I'm hearing intentional fatherhood, there does seem to be this strong vein of, you know, I, we talk a lot about discipleship in the church, and at least the role that I'm in and the conversations I'm having, a lot of, time it's, a lot of times it's focused on uh, you know, adult to adult mm. discipleship. And I, at, at least for me, I, a lot of times, I, you know, the thing that's sort of missing from that conversation a lot of times is, is the home. Mm. And so whether it's resources available or, or even just, you know, having a sense of a, of a vision for what that looks like in the home or, or, or a mission or the resources to say, okay, I'm as a Jesus follower, we're called to, be a disciple and to be discipling others. But I do think that as family goes, whatever that looks like for us, mm. we, we have some, some kind of family makeup. Mm. And I do feel like discipleship starts in that space, right? Yeah. In, in the home and then in, in our circle of influence. And so I'm hearing, I'm hearing discipleship in this. Mm. How, how, so using kind of that term and sure. how you 
are, are sort of walking that out. Can you talk more about what discipleship looks like in this space of being an intentional father, an intentional mother, or just... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It starts with, I believe it starts with focus, that it's so easy to enter a spot of we're surviving as parents. Um, yeah. We're in survival mode because this is being thrown at me, my career and this and this other area of, of just challenges are thrown at us from so many angles. And and I do believe the enemy, um, Satan would love to just get us into survival mode, get us on our heels saying, I just need to get through, I need to get through. And so when it comes to discipleship, I think it's, it's a leaning in. In and saying, I'm going to be, I'm going to place focus on what matters most. And I'm going to, and that takes a courage to say no to other things. Yeah. And uh, so what we have done is we've laid out, and this is again for dads, but this would apply to all of us, no matter what our season of life is, uh, a four-step framework that is discipleship. And it, it, it spells life. We talk about adding life to the dad life. So these four steps, I'll give you a real high flyover. And this is you know, on our website if somebody wanted to hop in and, and learn about, there's four videos around these things. But, but I am loved is where it starts, identity. It starts with really experiencing the love of our Heavenly Father. So identity is where it all starts. It doesn't start with intentionality. I keep saying intentional fatherhood or yeah. discipleship, but uh, it starts with identity, being loved. That's good. Um, I am intentional as the I. So again, it spells life. I am intentional around so many of these areas, these courageous no's that I just mentioned. Um, I am free is the third one. And this is a core passion of mine is freedom ministry. Hebrews 12, one and two stuff. Like we have the sin that entangles, the things that we can throw off so we can run, mm-hmm. fixing our eyes. Like there is a freedom aspect of that. We all... We all carry baggage and pain, yeah. and we are going to pass on pain and hurt to our kids. As mm-hmm. dads, we're going to pass. That's the that is the yeah. that is the normal flow, the generational flow, as we pass on. Um, Deuteronomy 30 talks about passing on life or death, blessings or curses. Choose life so yeah. that you and your kids may live. Yep. So that's the F, freedom. We have to we have to experience freedom so we don't pass on pain to our kids. And then the E is probably the uh, just. It's the most tangible to me, and it's I enjoy my kids' pleasure, enjoyment. We know this about our Heavenly Father, that he said uh, to Jesus, you are my son. I love you. I am pleased mm-hmm. by you. I take great pleasure. So the eyes actually, the, the E stands for enjoy, but I think you can see it in our eyes. Mm-hmm. I can see it in your eyes, Ben. Mm-hmm. A dad who loves being a dad has a shine in their eyes. Mm. And kids, um, if their eyes aren't shining, we should really look at our own eyes and say, what is causing me to not experience the life for my heavenly father, the love, the pleasure? Because I have so many reasons to have a shine in my eyes, so many things to be thankful for, so many reasons to say, I get to do this versus I'm trying to survive or I have to do this or what a pain. If we can change this, that's the E of the life Mm. is I enjoy my kids pleasure, but we have to first realize that our heavenly father enjoys us. So that's, that's a framework of discipleship that we've, we've landed on is this uh, adding life to the dad life. Okay. I love that. And so you're taking, you're using that kind of as the framework and you're encouraging dads and I mean, is this something that you're using with Michelle, your wife, as as you're Great discipling question. your daughters, or how, how is this Great looking question. So in we, your family? We've prayed about. So that is the high level framework for kind of everything we do with Dad Awesome and Fathers for the Fatherless. Now, okay, we have prayerfully, and this is not ready to export or share, but I can still yeah. encourage and maybe um, just uh, spur somebody on to create something out of, the, of their own. We prayed yeah. for six months around what does discipleship look like in our family for our eight year old. You and your wife did. Yes, Michelle. we did, okay. and we actually invited three other couples joined us and we call it the parent pathway. And, 
uh, we create a plan. Most people have a church plant has a plan. A business entrepreneur has a business plan. We have plans for so many areas of our life. Yeah. But we actually did not have a written down plan for yeah. discipleship for our daughter. <laughs> so what we did is we prayed with these other couples. We met once a month uh, for, we did four meetings and we actually um, developed our uh, parenting pathway, our plan for our kids. And uh, so we created ours in each of these couples and we prayed over each other's kids, prayed over these plans. Oh, and for us, it's a three-year discipleship journey okay. um, for second through fifth grade. So to prepare our daughter to enter sixth grade. Now we're not done discipling her at that point, right. but it's a specific time frame, And we landed on three main elements in our plan. Okay. And it's real simply, I'll just give it it's simpler, the better for us with yeah. follow through. It's a I'm, monthly I'm focus, monthly focus. <laughs> and you'll notice some, some uh, similarities to the plan I just mentioned a moment ago, as yeah. far as the adding life. So, so for my daughter, it's, I am loved. So it's identity is the first month. Mm -hmm. I am a learner is the second month and I'm a leader is the third month. And okay. we just cycle through those three. We're only, we're in our first three months of this. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. It. But uh, each of those have aspects of her identity, aspects of a posture of humility and learning and teachability, aspects of leadership, serving what's a leader in God's eyes as someone who serves. So we just simply created a framework that is a intentional one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. uh, she gets, so our daughter gets two one-on-ones each month, once with my wife, once one, one with, my, with me. And uh, she knows she's a part of something intentional that we created because we love her and we're trying to help disciple and prepare her for entering sixth grade. Mm -hmm. That's good. Thank you for sharing that. That's kind of like hot off the press. It's hot yeah. off and it's, unte it's untested. Again, we're in our third month. We're yeah. just entering. Well, I'm a leader month right now. Well, this is what I love about it though, Jeff, is you, even in the way that you're, you're talking about it and the way that you're walking it out. I mean, there's part of, part of what comes with the intentionality, I think is it, it's the, the, the praying through it and praying about it, like, and just diving in. I think that oftentimes is one of the hardest parts about all of this is just, just getting in, just diving in and saying, God, I, we, we trust that you're going to lead this. We don't, we don't fully know where we're going. Right. But we really, uh, we really desire for you to, to lead us in this space of being intentional parents, uh, that we want to raise up our kids to know and love Jesus and follow hard after him and, and to know who they are in, in light of who, who he is. Right. And then to truly live on mission themselves. And that can start at a young age. And so as you're, as you're talking, Jeff, about like, you know, a light in, in, in a parent's eyes, you know, you could, you could tell when, uh, when a dad or mom love being a dad or mom, or I, I appreciate that, you know, that you said you see that light in me, but I, I have to confess, like, even as you're talking, I, I think a lot of the time, and this might just be the, the season that I'm in, but I, mm. I feel, I do feel like I'm in that space of, of survival. Mm. I can, I could see the other side. There's this part of me that longs for and has a deep, you know, uh, like I said, like just a deep longing and, and passion to, to not be in survival mode. <laughs> Um, but it's so easy to get into the space of, of kind of saying, well, when this happens or, you know, when Judah's out of diapers or when uh, I've got six kids at home. And I think even just that can be a, um, I, I, you could use that as an, as an excuse, like, well, there's six and there's only two of my, you know, it's my wife and I, like it's, it's impossible, you know, but, but it isn't, you know, at the same time. And so 
but I just, I, again, appreciate you sharing. And, uh, I mean, this is real life example stuff, stuff that you're working through and walking through. And I personally need to be hearing this because I'm, I'm struggling, man. So so do I, (laughs) let me, let me jump in there and say that like for every one thing that we feel like we're, maybe we're onto something, there's five that I could share with you that were like, we're stumbling and struggling. So, so the, not at all, but the, I need to hear, I need to be hearing this is what you said a couple of times. I think that's one of the core things for no matter again, what our season of life, men, women, married, single, uh, parents, not parents like the, who am I surrounding myself with? And are they encouraging me to keep going? Because we yeah. have to have, again, we have to have those friends that, that care. So that's why we had a, a team that did the parenting pathway and not yeah. just John. That's really, us. really wise. Cause I yep. give up if I don't have somebody else that says, Hey, keep going. Hey, like, yeah. have you scheduled that one-on-one with your, your, your kid yet? Because, um, the, again, the eyes shining and the, mm-hmm. it feels hard today. That's the norm. The, yeah. the norm is it yeah. feels hard, yeah. but it's a perspective thing. It's, I guess what yeah. I'm getting after with the, um, do you say, I love being that I get to be a dad. Yeah. We need other people to keep, keep, keep saying, keep going, keep yeah. going. Cause you don't yeah. see it in the short term. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we haven't talked uh, much about fathers for the fatherless. I I'd love to hear a little bit about that. I know you, or I think you started kind of with dad. Awesome, mm-hmm. you know, in, encouraging dads, um, you know, helping dads live fully alive as your mission statement says, as they lead their kids to God's awesomeness. I love that. Where, where did fathers for the fatherless come from and like, what is it looking like right now? What, what is fathers for the fatherless? Yeah. So dad awesome for the first couple of years really would have been in the category of, and self-help is the wrong word because it's, we need our heavenly father's help. And that's what it was all dependent on. But in the category of Ben, do you want to be a more intentional dad, which would still qualify in the self-help a little bit of, I want to gather resources to be a more intentional dad. Um, what we found is the already intentional dads opt in to become more intentional. <laughs> so we were, we're we're building out these resources from a daily text message to small group curriculum to the it's a weekly podcast. And and what we found was even in my church community or in my circle of friends, it was the already intentional that were opting in to be more intentional. Yeah. yeah. What changed everything was when when you know, this is straight from the Holy Spirit. So God spoke through Love the Holy it. Spirit to me. It's like, yeah, hey, get it. the men on mission. Get the men chasing a mission that's not themselves. It's that's not good. self-help. And this is for all of us. I think it's so easy to yep. either be passive and say, I'm just surviving, or I'm trying to help and get incrementally better. I'm trying to help myself get a little bit better. As soon as we activate um, uh, our hearts and our lives and our priorities towards a mission beyond ourselves that matters to God. So we know... God is the father to the fatherless and he yeah. cares deeply about the widow and the orphan. And, and, uh, like we, we know this. So if we can just activate dads on mission and in this case, it's grown to, um, we found that we invite people to sign up to help the fatherless, to bike a hundred miles, to raise money for local and global partners that serve the fatherless. So that's it. We set the bar high. It's a hundred miles. It's a long way. It takes 12 to 15 weeks to train to bike a century. It's a team ride, not a race. So they're all a part of a team. About eight to 10 guys are on their team, their ride team. They train together and they, they, they opt in because they want to get in better shape or they opt in because they want to help the fatherless. Uh, they opt in for these other reasons. And then they realize, oh, 
I'm being discipled in the process yeah. of training. Oh, I have brotherhood now. I have friends in my life. Oh, I'm learning about fatherlessness. I'm being given tools to go home and become dad awesome for my kids. And and so what we found is habit stacking. The the wives are saying, oh my goodness, yes, they're gone for two or three hours for a training ride, but it's with other friends. So the friends, which most wives want their husbands to have friends. Yeah. It's it's linked to our local church and they, they love to see their husband more linked to the local church. Yeah. They're getting in better shape. They're being stronger, which we know it's strength, if we can become stronger physically, it actually gives us, I believe, the energy and the strength to be more assertive yeah. and intentional on the home front and in our marriage and discipleship. So, um, And you're li- the, these men are being linked to a mission that matters. Yeah. And the kids know, my dad is he's not just going to play around a golf. He's not just going to uh, going out water skiing or bike riding. He's doing this because of the mission yeah. and it's helping the fatherless. So we, we've stacked, stacked up these uh, habits that have become the catalyst for a lot of the change that we've heard about about the testimonies from our ministry is less of testimonies because someone listened to a podcast and mm-hmm. more of, I found friends, I found mission, yeah. uh, I became stronger. I actually beat, uh, like our bodies, we enter new levels of pain. Many of the dads, it's the hardest thing they've done in the last decade. Okay. Their kids have never seen their dad do something this hard. Yeah. And so they, they, they enter pain intentionally for the fatherless, their hearts break, their bodies break. And now they're ready to do some of the in, inner work. Mm-hmm. And this is my biggest prayer is that uh, a generation of dads would wake up to the fact that they're living as if they are fatherless. Mm-hmm. Many of us, men, women, married, single, parents, not parents, are living as if we were fatherless, mm-hmm. where we have a heavenly father who's like, I love you. I'm for mm-hmm. you. I love you. I'm for you. Oh, you can't lose love. I'm, I'm here. Like you can't yeah. earn more love from me. I'm for you. I'm for you. Yeah. And if we heard that voice from our heavenly father, just cheering us on and saying, you're amazing. You're amazing. You're, you're, you're like, I love you so much. I'm so glad you're my son, my daughter. Yeah. If we heard that voice, then we would pass on life mm-hmm. to our kids and, and pleasure yeah. and love, and we wouldn't pass on pain. So that's, that is my goal is to awaken a generation of dads to realizing the fact that they are, they are not fatherless. They are, they have a father and then they can, they can love their kids. That's so good. If you were holding your mic right now, you literally, you could just drop drop it now. (laughs) I mean, it truly, I, I I love that. I I think you're starting in, in the right spot. I mean, when to have a generation of, of dads to wake up to who their heavenly father is and how their father thinks about them, Mm -hmm. that, that to me is, is right at the core everything else flows from that place. And I know, I do know for myself when I'm struggling kind of on these periphery uh, issues, you know, where I'm, I'm not following through in certain ways or, you know, I could all all kinds of things that I could point to and say, well, that's not the fruit of the spirit there. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm interacting with my kids or other people and it's, you know, and it's not good. I think I can look back to that space and, and really recognize there's a disconnect here going on as far as how it is that I see myself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's coming from this, this place of a lot of times it's not spending the right kind of time and, and, and not just sitting in that, that space of recognizing who God is. And in, then light, in light of that, who I am, who I am. Yep. And so it is about God. It's about it is about who who he is and what he's done, uh, but that has a lot to say then about you and I being, you know, children of God, mm-hmm. and, what, and then what he's calling us to out of that. Yeah, we've we've all been marked by our father or 
the absence of our father. None of us have a perfect earthly father. Yeah. So we've all, and right. part of my story is, you know, episode one of Dad Awesome dropped. The next day, my dad rushed to the hospital, brain mm. cancer, lung cancer. 100, episode 100 of the podcast dropped. And the next day, my dad went home to heaven. Mm. And I was gifted 100 weeks of a healing journey with my own dad. Wow. As I started to realize some of these principles that my heavenly father yeah. wants to. And um, no matter where listeners are at with their relationship with their earthly father, um, we all can take steps of receiving. It's receiving, not earning. Yeah. It's receiving. Yeah. And it's so good. And it's so life-changing. And the generational impact of us doing the hard work and going to see a counselor, mm -hmm. uh, going um, go to that retreat that you've been invited to, read that book, You know, yeah. press into these areas because, man, the gift of the work that we do, the gift pays itself out uh, in a compounded way yeah. to the generations that follow us. The receiving is probably one of the harder things that you'll ever do though. Mm -hmm. I mean, in my life, I, receiving is, is so difficult to be in a position of, I mean, because it means that you've surrendered, you've, you've given up in a sense. You've said, I, I can't, I can't do it, or I don't understand, or I'm, there's not enough of me. To, to go around or, or I don't have the answer or I, or I can't do this thing. And so I th think the prerequisite to, to receive something is to surrender and to admit that, that we can't do it. And I mean, th this is something that happens so regularly for me, but you know, I, I wonder, I mean, can you speak just a little bit to that, um, that space for, and maybe especially for dads, for men. I mean, this, this is not just a gender bias thing, but I think sometimes for dads, it can be, and men, it can be really hard to admit that we're wrong or admit that we can't, that we can't do it, to, to find ourselves in a position where, where we are going to receive yeah. something like an affectionate love from a father mm -hmm. or like affirmation or, or love this isn't something that a lot of us have experienced on, on with our earthly fathers or on earth, you know, even just between, between guys, like, how do we get into this space then of like, all right, God, I, I want to receive from you, my heavenly father. Yeah. I, I want more of, of that, but I'm not quite sure how to get into that space of being able to receive. Yeah. That there's so many like thoughts ping ponging around in my mind okay. right now, but I, uh, we just walk through with our daughters, the idea of being more like sheep. And, and it's interesting because sheep are not wise creatures, mm -hmm. but if we, if I could truly be more like a sheep, instead of trying to uh, think three steps ahead about what the shepherd's role is and where I should be going. And like, like the, and sheep, what their role is, is to hear the shepherd's voice. Yeah. Um, you know, listen to God's voice and do what he says. Like, I mean, if we can, if we could yeah. hear God's voice, if we could hear the voice of our heavenly father. I think it would make all the difference. And, and so just practically I have been challenged to take one day per month and slow down. And it's my prayer and planning day. And it's, can I reflect back 30 days on what, what have I seen? What have I heard? What have I learned? What have, where, where did I misstep with my mm. kids, with my work, whatever, and then look forward 30 days. And it's not realistic for everyone immediately to start taking one day uh, per month and, and hear the voice of their heavenly father. But I would just encourage you to, to do radical steps 
to hear the voice of God mm-hmm. and don't like the sheep who again is not listening to the shepherd. It's just a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, if we could just hear our heavenly father's voice, if we could mm-hmm. be a sheep that is led and protected and it's, it's, it's to, it's to that surrender that you're talking about. Yeah. It's a posture. I'm not trying to control everything. Um, but man, if I, you don't hear the voice of your heavenly father, if you're not being nudged in the direction and some people are like, I don't hear audibly. I, well, Jesus walked with his disciples and they didn't recognize him. This is after he rose from the dead. And later they said, didn't our hearts burn within us yeah. when we, when he yeah, spoke I just read us. that the other day. That I think that is the best litmus test for me of is mm-hmm. God nudging in a direction. It's just prayerfully. That's why I need the time is to say, where was my heart burning with passion this last month? And man, what am I being drawn towards the next yeah. month? And it's just, it's not always audible. It's not always, like, it's different. But like when we read our Bibles, is my heart burning? Uh, yeah. They call it a rhema word, right? Where someone leaps off the page or from your pastor, someone leaps out of his sermon yeah. into our hearts. Pay attention. Like, pay to attention. Those. Yeah. Just pay attention. Mm-hmm. So that would be a little bit of my advice on, on surrender. Render is is let's make sure we're hearing his voice. So as you talk about hearing his voice, um, I, I'm interested, kind of as we as we get towards the end of our time here together, I, I'm interested to hear from you where where you see the Spirit at work. So sort of in in the places and in, in the spaces that God has you in, uh, what's God doing? I mean, that, that's a really big and broad question. But what what comes to mind when I ask you, you know? Where do you see the spirit at work? What is God doing in the places and spaces that God has you in? Yeah, this this may be hard for um, for everyone listening to be like, oh, I can apply this in this specific place. But I I've been praying more and more. How do I how do I lead a fatherhood ministry while being what I'm trying to encourage in other people actually being that thing myself? Yeah. Because I feel like I'm That's... under a microscope. I, I put myself under a microscope because I'm right. in all these conversations. I'm like, am I, am I a hypocrite? Because I'm yeah. learning and exporting all this. Am I doing what I'm talking like, about? Fully. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually had a chance to test over these last six weeks. We did this RV trip um, with the family was synchronized around mission and they were in close proximity to the mission my family was. And then I we came home and I flew to New York and led a ride and flew to San Diego for another event and flew home. So I flew away from my family. These are the bike rides? Yeah, the fathers fathers for the fatherless, this hundred mile rides. So then I got to experience right alongside of that, I flew out and flew and flew home. So I left my family to go encourage dads to be present with their families and be intentional dads. Mm -hmm. And so that's actually what God used to speak and say, I want you to bring higher synchronization between mission and family, home. And there does not have to be this delineation between the two. And so he has guided us into a place of like high degree of small square footage. It's like a 600 square foot, probably less, probably 400 square feet. Yeah. It's a 37 foot okay. RV, Okay, which we're very, it's a miracle story how we got the RV. But um, he is nudging more and more, do it together, do it together. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone can apply that in some way. Do it together. Yeah. What are you passionate about? What's God leading you towards? Do it together. Yeah. Um, and that, that is that is probably the biggest uh, nudge that I feel right now yeah. in the area that my heart, I feel some of that, isn't my heart burning within me, is yeah. around, take that step, even though it's kind of crazy, uh, take the step of we're doing this together. And in this case, we're being invited to cities all over the country that want to host Fathers for the Fatherless okay. Rides. So we have friends. And then he other he's also nudged, he said, go from relationship to relationship. Um, so we're traveling uh, to the like-hearted, people who are for this mission, 
Yeah. Instead of trying to hustle and make opportunities happen, we're just, yeah. we're following, following the invites and then we're doing it as a family. So far more uh, barbecues as families than me meeting people for coffee. Yeah. Uh, so the podcast might have background noise. No, we probably won't interview <laughs> the kids around, but no, yeah. it, it's, that's part of what he's showing me right now. Oh, that's good. That's good. You're, you're out doing what God is calling you to do. So you're, like you said, you're listening for, uh, for your shep- for the shepherd's voice. And then, and then you're trying to do it and, and it's in the context of relationship. And I, so as you're talking with people, as you're living this out, you're looking around, okay, whose eyes light up, right? Who, like, like you talked about when you're reading the scripture and uh, you know, a truth from God's word jumps off the page. It's like, who, who are the people, right? What, what are the, uh, what, what are those, um, those similarities in, and how it is that God is you know, calling this person and this person. And so, yes, I think there's direct application for any of us knowing that because God is a good father, because for each one of us, he has a plan and a purpose and he, in our following Jesus, there is, there is an action part of this. There's an obedience to this and it, it's God's desire that he would build his kingdom and he would do it through us. Whereas we are his ambassadors. We all have these opportunities. So I, I just, I love that encouragement as you listen for the shepherd's voice and as, as best you can tell, yes, this is, this is God, God, we're going to, we're going to do this and we're going to look for those around us that you're also leading. Yeah. Cause you don't want us to do this alone. Yep. You want this to be life on life in, in a communal experience. Can, can I add one yeah, thing? Yeah. So I, I do believe that an ambassador needs to go to the place they've been called. An ambassador that stays home. If I'm in, if I'm living in New Brighton, Minnesota, and I've been called to be the ambassador to Australia, which if the invite comes, I'm in, by the way, You're I'll there. do that. You're there. Um, <laughs> but if we don't go, then the role, you, you can't do your role. Yeah. So I believe God does have a sphere that he's called each one of us to go to yeah. and that we are hearing whispers all the time saying, uh, you're not good enough for that. You're not good enough for that. What about this thing you did? What about that thing? What about this mistake? What about that other re- person? They're better for I that. I can thing. relate to that. These whispers are, the, those whispers are not the voice of your heavenly father. Right. He does not whisper doubts and discouragement like right. that an accusation. So most of us will live on our heels, leaning back, playing it safe, and because we have disqualified ourselves to be the ambassador that God has called us to be. Mm-hmm. That there is a absolutely an adventure in front of us. I'm telling you about an adventure that we're going on. Yeah. That's a little ridiculous. And it is four years in to this ministry, Dad Awesome, this adventure. So it's not like yeah. we just immediately There's went. a lot more to the story. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, yep. but... I think we all have been called. It might be lead a small group. Take John Tyson's book, The Intentional Father, which yeah. is sitting right next to you, and lead a small group that drinks good coffee and talks about a book. Okay, many of us would hear that and be like, oh, there's five things that I'm massively screwing up on in my fatherhood journey. I'll raise my hand. There's yeah. five things that I'm screwing up yeah. on. I've getting one thing right, five things wrong. So I can't lead that small group on being an intentional father. So most of us are hearing these whispers and we're choosing not to say, I'll go first. And that's one of the biggest things mm-hmm. I pray. Next year, we're praying for 700 dads to either run or ride with fathers to the father. Okay. So it'll be runs as well. You don't have to have a bike next year. So if those 700 dads, if even 70 of them would be dads who say, I'll go first, yeah. 
that is the catalytic change. That is the compounded ripple mm-hmm. multiplication effect. It's not addition here. It's multiplier. Yeah. We're looking for multipliers. Yeah. But everyone listening today could be a multiplier. They could say, I'll go first and I'll silence the discouragement whispers. And I'll say, I'll go first in some sphere that you're called to be an ambassador to. And I just, I just want to activate you and say, stop leaning back and playing it safe. Be in it, like step into the call mm. in any way. Amen. It could be started disc golf. We're going to go play disc golf and we're going to talk about how it's going, you know, this part of my life's going. So, so I want to, I just want to say, go for it. Thanks, Jeff. I needed to hear that this morning. You're talking right to me. And I know we're, we're talking to the folks that, uh, that are going to listen in as well, but I just, I appreciate how God has been speaking to to me and my heart through this conversation, through what God is doing in you, um, how you're going after it. Uh, Just so appreciate you and uh, how it is that you're responding to the shepherd's voice. And so I, we, I feel like literally we could sit here for the rest of the day and just keep, keep chatting and keep catching up. Um, but our time is, is coming to a close here. So I, I just want our listeners to know I'm going to, uh, in the, in the show notes, I'll, I'll link to, so that they can connect uh, with you and learn a little bit more about uh, what God's doing through you guys. We will be back here uh, next week as well. So I just want to say thank you uh, for listening. If you'd like more information about Calvary Church, you can visit us online at calvarychurch.us. You can also check us out uh, online or in person on Sunday mornings. We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. It also helps if you leave us a review. So until next time, I want to encourage you to live a life of love for God and neighbor.